This is a magical place to be, to be honest. I had the pleasure of working in a bunch of resorts throughout New England, and there's definitely a vibe here. That was PJ McSparron of Saddleback Mountain. He's our guest on this edition of the Base Camp Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Base Camp Podcast, New England Ski Journal's own podcast, your central information for New England skiing and riding, presented by Stratton Mountain Resort. All the signs point to a snowy season, and Stratton Mountain is gearing up for a projected opening day of November 19th. Tune those boards, mark your calendars for mountain time, and book that escape to Vermont, where Stratton means snow so great it's guaranteed. Scores of options and lodging are at the heart of the resort, fun activities for the whole family, and a live village await. Visit Stratton.com for lift and lodging deals, snow reports, and events. I'm Eric Wilbur from New England Ski Journal, alongside my co-host, Mike Specian. Mike, how are you doing? Doing fantastic, Eric. How are you today? I'm great. I'm, you know, I, I think every time we open this podcast, it's like, I'm getting ready for skiing, I'm getting ready for skiing, I'm getting ready for skiing. Eventually, we're going to get this introduction done. We're, we're going to be talking about the skiing we did in the days prior. But for right now, we're still hoping, we're still waiting, and we're kind of looking around all the resorts to see what's new, what's happening, as they slowly start to prepare to open. What is going to be on your radar this year? To get on the hill as much as possible. How's that sound? That sounds just fine to me. Yeah, it's, you know what, it's been a slow road here trying to get out of the summer slash late fall season here, Mm -hmm. but we've been around this before. It's starting to snow out in the... Sierra's starting to snow in the Rockies and in the Cascades. We're turning the corner here, so it's time to go play. Absolutely. One of my favorite spots to play, and the subject of today's show, is in Maine. It's a hall, Saddleback Mountain, which has resurrected itself since it got back into new ownership three years ago. Obviously, this was a mountain that was cherished by the people in Rangeley. It is a mountain that offers some of the most unique lift service skiing in New England, at least in my view. It really is a, a behemoth on the, the general landscape of New England skiing. No places like Saddleback, period. There just isn't. And to see it resurrected and to have such a, a great new ownership behind it, bringing it into its new era, is, is just wildly encouraging. Saddleback is a true main gem and a New England gem. It is big mountain skiing here in the east. It doesn't have the big back bowls of Vail or, you know, the bowls of any of the western resorts, but it has some true big mountain feel to it. Views are unbelievable. Rangeley Lake is, is just a gem. It is a summertime mecca. People have been going there forever. So Saddleback, just so you guys, anybody that doesn't know, is about the same distance as Sugarloaf. And I know know people go to Sugarloaf all the time. So it's not as far as you think. It's just up that main turnpike, easy drive. So when was the last time you were there, Eric? I haven't skied Saddleback in about 10 years. You know, closed the year after I went. Last time I went there was in 2018. I did a a story for the Boston Globes. you know, chill section, which is the the special section they put out every November prior to the, the ski expo in town. And I went up there, you know, just to get a feel for what Rangeley was like without Saddleback. And you're right. It is a thriving community still because it is one of the, one of New England's top outdoor destinations. 
but it was really missing that mountain and it was getting played with, right? There was a joke on the Saddleback Facebook group about in two weeks, we'll get an answer. Two weeks, two weeks, and two weeks never came. And then finally, a couple of years ago, Arcturus came in and, and, and saved the day. And can you go into a little bit about that? Yeah, Saddleback was sort of caught in no man's land. The Berry family owned it. Mm -hmm. You know, I skied it every year while the Berry family owned it. But the movement forward with one thing being a chairlift just sort of brought everything to a halt. The Berry family put in a couple new lifts, a couple new quads. It gave us accessibility up to the steeps up top. But there was no way to get to that lift except for an old double chair. Right. And so everything was caught there. And basically, the area went on the market. And somebody out of Australia, if you remember, anybody that followed the Portland news. Majea, correct? Yeah, I believe it was. They basically said they were going to buy it. Sounded like a true scam there. And that's what it ended up being. <laughs> that's the nice way to put it. Yeah. yeah, that's the way it ended up being. And then, all, then a company or a investment firm called Arcteryx, right? Mm-hmm. Came out based in Boston, came out and made an offer and purchased it. And they started to make the changes necessary to get this open and this will be year number 3. It will. I mean, and the fact that it had to open during the pandemic is one thing, right? I remember talking to former general manager Andy Shepard and one of the biggest things he told me prior to their opening was how they were going to create better airflow through the lodge. And you wouldn't think so much about that, but that at that time and now was a big thought about like, look, we're all going to go in the same building together, breathe the same air. And it's funny that, you know, two years later, here we are, they're on the cusp of the third season, uh, really reinvigorating that market. And if you haven't been to Saddleback, Mike, tell the people what they're missing. You are missing some incredible skiing and, an area that holds snow. So I've always said this, look, Sugarbush, Stowe, Jay Peak, they get the most snow in New England, but Sugarloaf and Saddleback hold it better than anybody where they're sitting. And when the Nor'easters come in, these are the first resorts to get the snow. So pray for that Nor'easter when you're going up there. But it's, it's almost like being in a different world. If anybody has ever hiked Katahdin and looked at Katahdin, it's a different mountain than anything else in New England. It's almost like being out west with a knife's edge. Well, Saddleback is of the same accord. It is different than anything else. Skis different than Sugarloaf, even though Sugarloaf is a great hill. You've got the whole place to yourself. It is not overcrowded. It's not like being at Mount Snow on a Saturday in February, on February break, this is, there's room to move and you will find terrain there that nobody else in New England has. Well, I think that is, uh, you know, when, when you talk about terrain no one has, you go to Casablanca and the Kennebago Steeps and just how you feel like you're skiing in a different world when you go up there. You know, it's just... The views are one thing. It's just, it's so very rustic. It's it's refreshing to to be skiing in an environment like that. And the terrain up there is just, you know, mud on. It's it's so much, you know, it, it's it's lift service expert trails, bumps galore. But those ca- those Casablanca glades, just, just skiing through those trees, 
and you know darting through the woods is is one of my favorite experience skiing in any mountain in new england i i truly am just so excited that saddleback has resurrected itself and has become this place that you know is i think starting to market itself more as a destination right i mean the berries for all the good they did there and look Casablanca and, and the Kennebecco Steeps wasn't exactly all that. It was only a few years old by the time they sold it, right? It, it was a, a fairly new development at the mountain. And to see those, when I went up there a few years ago to do a story on Rangeley and, you know, saw them overgrowing with grass and, and trees all over. And it was just, it was disheartening. And so to see the development since then and to have Octaris come in and give it this long-term health that it was desperately needing is, is just a great sign for New England skiing. It sure is, Eric. It's something, it's an area that we did not need to lose. We've right. already lost enough areas, especially something with 2,000 vertical feet. Yes. It was just really scary that it w- was going to go away. And, you know, that's just really tough. Well, there's some pretty cool things up there. I mean, you know, they, the T-bar to skiers left is some of the most fun ski, intermediate skiing anywhere. And I'm a T-bar fan. First off, you're out of the wind. Mm-hmm. It's warmer. But this T-bar, you know, Blue Devil and Silver Doctor, those are incredible trails. That's where their NASTAR courses are. They're just fun to lay them out, carve them, and you can put a lot of vertical in on fun terrain. And they are an Indy Pass partner, so if you do have the Indy Pass, you do get two days at Saddleback. I encourage you to use those days when the snow is dropping and when the weather's cold and when Saddleback is in a full groove. Like you said, it is true main skiing. And I think that those terms can be overused when you, you know, use them everywhere. But when you go to Saddleback and you just feel that vibe that is so authentic and so laid back, it really does put you in another place. Look, there are resorts across New England that say they can put you in another place, go to the spa or go to the hot tub or ski this trail or eat this meal. You don't get that at Saddleback because when you get there, you automatically have this vibe that takes over the place and really makes you at home and makes you a mainer for a day. When, when you drive up the access road, it's you're really going through the main woods, mm-hmm. and you just you know you you get to Rangeley, you look up, you can see the mountain, and then you drive up the hill, and then you hit the access road. It just keeps going and going. It feels like you're at the forks, ready to do a little whitewater rafting. As you drive up, and all of a sudden, you find out that parking is on the side of the road. You pull in. And people are booting up right there. Mm-hmm. And there's families. There's young. There's old. But then you walk up and you, you go into the lodge and look out the windows and say, my goodness, why have I not skied this before? Right. Exactly. I mean, the lodge, if you know, the lodge is to die for. That was one of the things the berries redid mm-hmm. and replaced. And then Arcteryx came in and revamped it again. It's just a beautiful spot where mom can sit there and watch the kids ski. And we talk about a lot about the Kennebago Steeps and Mule Skinner and Black Beauty, just because the trails are so, you know, breathtaking. But that by no means, 
But that by no means means that Saddleback is an expert only mountain. Their their learning program before closing was was rated one of the tops in New England. I, I, I assume I think this year they're finally getting back to some more season long programming. We'll have to ask uh, our guests coming up. And, you know, it really is a, a family spot without, you know, catering only to families. It truly has someone something for everyone, even from the hardcore bump skier to the person that can't put their skis on quite yet. Yeah, one of my neighbors in southern New Hampshire used to own a house up there, and they used to be hosts up there. And they would go up, and that was their home in the winter out of Windham, New Hampshire. It was always funny. I'm sitting there going, wow. You're going to a cold spot for the winter as retirees, but they loved it because there was such a sense of community. They knew everybody. That's pretty unique in a big mountain uh, feeling right. of a hill. Right. And look, you can't get around it. It's a long drive. It's it's about four hours and 20 minutes from Boston, You know, two and a half from Portland. And look, we can't get around the distance. I mean, it's up there, right? It's a long drive. But like you said, people are at Sugarloaf all the time. So it's not like Saddleback is completely out of the reach for some of these people. But still, it's four, almost four and a half hours from Boston, two and a half from Portland. And what I can tell you about that drive is that having skied there before, the extra hour that you're in the car is totally worth it. You're going to spend four hours going to places like Stowe or Jay Peak. Saddleback is just that little bit further. And I think that once you get there and you experience what is truly unique skiing, you're going to think that that four hour and a half trip is just about as on par as your regular weekly trip to North Conway. Well, Eric, four and a half hours, boy, you must be growing (laughs) old route one. That's why we have the speed limit on the main turnpike. Okay, so how how long does it take you to get to Saddleback, Mike? So I can be in Saddleback from southern New Hampshire in three and a half hours. Okay. So put everything into perspective. It's probably four hours out of downtown Boston and four and a half from the south shore. But the roads going up into Portland, it is a cakewalk. You can either go through Augusta or you can go through Lewiston. Both will head into Farmington, Maine, and then it's an easy trip across or if you want the adventure, I mean the true adventure, head up head up through Gorm, New Hampshire, and through Errol, mm. and see the main woods the way they were meant to be, and the moose, the I've seen cats up there. It's pretty crazy, incredible. But expect a few frosties as you go in that way. Oh yeah, I've I've done that was my first trip. I did that from Conway to to Rangeley, and it, it is quite the trip, winding road and winding road, and there's not quite that oh my gosh, corner like there is at Sugarloaf, you know, upon their approach. But still, when Saddleback comes into view after that long road, and it's just like this, I don't know, it always comes over me, this feeling like, let's go, let's get, let's go, let's get it. And I'm ready to get out of the car and just just hit the slopes as hard as I can. I can't wait to get back up to Saddleback. Coming up next, we have PJ McSparron. He's from Saddleback Mountain. He's going to tell us what's coming up at the resort this season, what's new, what to look forward to. So stay tuned. New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast will return after this. Great Glen Trails Outdoor Center is your one-stop adventure destination this winter. No lift lines, just great grooming and magical vistas. Classic snow tubing hill with hot cocoa and s'mores on the weekends. 
try a guided snow coach tour. Grab your reservation to Treeline on Mount Washington. Private and group lessons for skiers of all ages and all abilities. Evening snowshoe tours and so much more. Check the website for booking options and details as well. GreatGlenTrails.com. Did you know knee injuries are the most frequent serious injuries in skiing? But an independent multi-year controlled study with thousands of participants at 13 different ski resorts proved that knee bindings reduce the risk of ACL injuries by 82%. To put it another way, knee bindings effectively eliminate four out of five of the knee injuries that happen on all other bindings. This extraordinary result is due to knee bindings patented lateral heel release that only opens in one direction. This unique feature allows the perfect balance between retention and release. If the heel opened in both directions, the estimated injury reduction would be limited to 20% instead of knee bindings proven 82%. Get all the details and your new bindings at kneebinding.com. That's kneebinding.com. If you want to be inspired and informed on everything about the New England ski and outdoor scene, then you need to check out SkiJournal.com. SkiJournal.com delivers daily content on breaking industry news, tips, gear, dining, travel, entertainment, as well as all archived episodes of the Emmy-nominated New England Ski Journal TV show and the Base Camp podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to New England Ski Journal the longest-running regional ski magazine in the country. New England Ski Journal's award-winning writers and photographers bring all four seasons to your door with best-in-class coverage on skiing and the outdoors. Log on to SkiJournal.com and click on the subscribe button to get New England Ski Journal mailed to you today. New England Ski Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative insightful and now back to the base camp podcast we'd like to welcome into the program pj mcsparren pj is the chief revenue officer at saddleback mountain in rangeley maine pj welcome into the program thanks guys appreciate being on today pj hopefully things are going well up there i know you guys have been prepping for a great year waiting for this weather to turn why don't you give us some updates you know i've been skiing rangely or for saddleback i should say for an awful long time i remember skiing the t-bars especially up top was always a challenge as my young son was riding the t-bar with me and the t-bar was at my calf levels why don't you give us some updates on what's going on up there on the hill Sure, I'd be happy to. There's no shortage of projects going on up at Saddleback this summer, especially. Since we reopened a few years ago, we've upgraded the Rangeley Express quad. So now, now that is a high-speed four-passenger chair. At the beginning of the 2021 season, we replaced the old cup septic with a new T-bar. The project we started out with a couple of years ago, we're happy to see that come to fruition and last season. We also added the Molly Chunkamuk moving carpet, which is a great addition to our ski school. This year, we are going to be adding the Sandy Quad. So now we'll have better access to getting out of the main base area and up on top of the mountain. You know, I haven't been to Saddleback since it's reopened and it's one of my, I can't wait to get back up there. We're going to be there in February, uh, my whole family. Right. The last time I was there though was 2018 and it was, I was doing a piece on hopefully Saddleback reviving. And this was before Octaris got into the fold. And just 
experiencing how much that mountain meant to the townspeople there um, mm-hmm. who depended on it for their livelihood and how Rangeley has had turned into this place that was just full of hope, but no real concrete evidence it was going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. So to say four years later that I'm going to go ski Saddleback and have it be this thriving spot in New England is just a huge testament to the people behind behind who resurrected this place. It is, it is. And we're really thankful that the that the guys from Rock Terrace, you know, really taken a liking to not only Saddleback, but to the entire Rangeley area. You know, it, it's been a fun ride working with them and with the local community to bring the mountain back. You know, everyone, as we, as we head into our third season, it's just, you know, to be on such a positive role going into season number three, we're just really, really excited and can't wait. Yeah, it's it's been a, quite a ride for you guys. I mean, Saddleback was down for how many years? About five seasons. Five seasons. And you guys came in. The first thing you did was you did what nobody else had done and changed that old double to that high-speed quad. Um, mm-hmm. Then you went in and you upgraded one of the most beautiful lodges in New England. And and it's pretty pretty incredible. I mean, a great restaurant, a bar upstairs. Um, mm-hmm. That's been an incredible ride. Uh, what are people going to experience by getting up that quad? Well, heading up the quad, obviously, it's a much faster lift than it was several years ago. It goes to the top in just about four and a half minutes. From there, they can access, you know, a whole lot of different terrain if they want to head to the right, taking some runs on some great cruisers, heading towards the left, going down and, and hooking up with the Kennebago chair to get get you up top to the hill. This year, we are actually building our mid-mountain lodge. So we're really excited at the top of the range, like off to the side will be a mid-mountain lodge. Really looking forward to getting that open up at some point this season. Going to be very unique, offer some great views of a saddleback looking down into the range, like Rangeley area. One of the reasons that my whole family's going up in February is because our partner here, Country Skiing Sports, with a child lease is giving a season pass to saddleback. So that is huge. And it also makes me wonder, your 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 lesson program was among the best in the state um, mm-hmm. before it went into, pro, into, into closing. Uh, mm-hmm. How have you revived that and what could, you know, potential learners expect when they go up to Saddleback? Oh, definitely. We're really excited this year, finally, to be able to offer some of our season-long programs. We weren't able to do that the first two seasons. Probably one of the biggest reasons was as we opened up in the middle of the pandemic, staffing became quite an issue and a challenge for us. So we weren't able to get back to where we were with a lot of our very successful seasonal programs. So we're excited to have that going again for this year. We we are currently taking reservations for those. And as you said, combined with the awesome partnership we've got going with Country Ski and Sports, kids are going to get a free season pass if they lease some skis there. Come on up, learn to ski, hone your skills, and we'll take care of things from there. Staffing has been an issue everywhere, as we well know. You probably more than most. What are you guys, how are you guys handling that? What are you doing to change that equation? Two words, employee housing. Those have been the kind of the two big buzzwords, not only in the ski industry, but a lot of resort towns, you know, going back five, 10 years now. We were lucky that when Arcturus came in and, and working with the Saddleback leadership team, they they identified some very core things that needed to happen in order for us to to be successful. One of those was providing affordable employees. We're looking forward to opening that up this season. By the time the season starts, we should have space for 60 team members. And then once we're rolling, we're going to, we hope to open up an additional 25 spaces. 
for more team members. That is awesome. So when 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 Octaris took over Saddleback, I remember Andy Shepard told me that he wanted to turn Saddleback into one of the top resorts in the East. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think you're on your way to that? I hope so. There's a lot of people putting in a lot of time and effort. This is a magical place to be, to be honest. I had the pleasure of working in a bunch of resorts throughout New England, and there's definitely a vibe here. I've worked with some resorts that have been new, but I've never worked for a resort that was closed for five years. It's a challenge and a great opportunity. We're having a lot of fun, not only me, but our entire staff. So, Well, Saddleback is out of the, off the beaten track of sorts worth the drive to the nth degree by all means um Mm -hmm. housing how how are you guys if you know to the listener what what housing do you have up there for them to come rent and come ski sure well we've got already have a a great existing bed base in the town everything from inns bed and breakfast cabins but there is ample lodging up here in the mountain we've got ski in ski out accommodation on the mountain two years ago we started an a-frame project where we built some a-frames that were for sale however we've kept a few in our rental pool and in the springtime we hope to start construction on another another real estate project with some tiny homes you know, Andy Shepard obviously has retired from his role as as general manager, but he sort of led the rebirth of Saddleback. And now that he's gone, how will the Mountain and staff miss his presence? Although Andy's no longer our GM, his, his presence is still felt and seen every day at Saddleback. He continues to be involved in, in fundraising efforts, PR. He, he is one of Saddleback and Rangeley's biggest cheerleaders. We're still very excited that he's part of Saddleback and living here in Rangeley. Yeah, Andy. Andy is definitely a personality up there. I've, I've watched the growth, rebirth. I spent a lot of time posting, trying to get people behind the projects. I know Saddleback was on again, off again, whether it was going to reopen. And when it did, the Rangeley community just was totally excited because mm-hmm. it is an economic engine up there. Without it, there there's something missing when Saddleback wasn't there. You know, you're right. I, I mean, the town of Rangeley in the area has been a real popular, you know, summer destination since the 1800s. You know, we're known, we're a big mecca for fly fishing, hunting, obviously the, the beautiful lakes region here in, in Western Maine. You know, it's got a lot going for it. You know, so to have a, a great scheme out just a few miles away from this amazing lakefront town, you know, we, we do print postcards of it, in fact. Do you ever stand at the base of the mountain and wonder, you know, looking at the, the, the unique layout of trails there and say, my God, how is this closed for five years? Because it's such a, a, a great destination of some of the most unique lift service skiing, I think, in, in the eastern United States. Yes, I, I mean, hands down, 100% agree. I, I think the first visual I got from Saddleback was during the closure. I was coming up here to go snowmobiling with some friends and they came in from the Aquasic side. And, and as you're coming in, you, you just see Saddleback way off in the distance. And that's exactly what hit me was how, how can this amazing looking mount as I'm driving into this awesome little town, how can it be closed? So it was very, very exciting a number of years ago when word spread around New England that Saddleback was going to reopen. It was so important for the New England ski community as a whole, the Portland, Maine ski community by all means, but the whole New England ski community. PJ, why don't you give us 
why don't you tell the listeners some of the things they'll find as an intermediate skier on this hill? Where should they go? Trails they shouldn't miss? Some of the trail intermediate skiers, I happen to be one. <laughs> First and foremost, still, as, as we're all getting a bit older, but a lot of our great intermediate terrain from, from America and, and Royal Coachman, Hudson Highway, all the trails that are kind of on skiers left as you head up the, the Rangerly Express. You know, we've added more snowmaking, more grooming to that area. You know, so intermediate skiers are, are still going to find skiing for them off the top of the mountain. They're not going to be just confined to the lower lifts. And, and what, what about the advanced skiers? I, I know where the terrain is. Why don't, why don't you give the listener a view of some of the steepest, most fun advanced terrain in New England by far? Casablanca. You've just got to head to the Casablanca Glades. Um, you know, head off the top of the of the Canabago to the skiers, right? Take a nice fast lap down tight line, which is a, a long, very wide, very steep trail right back to the lift. Head over into the chutes and glades and you'll have a pretty good day over there. Well, noting that Apriot Saddleback is a little different than, say, Killington, what are some of the best spots to go after you hit the slopes? Best pizza in town, hands down, right here, the pub at Saddleback. All right, no lie. Hit the pub after a great day of skiing. We also have Sneaky Pete's, which is going to be new this season. We'll be leaking a little bit more information out on that on our website soon. In town, you can never go wrong down at Sarge's. It's really a Rangeley institution. There's a new spot in town that a lot of the locals have been gravitating to called the Corner Bar. A lot of fun in downtown Rangeley. Great restaurants, tons to do. You can drive your snowmobile all around the area, come up on the lake and and park right down in town and and walk to a bunch of bars and restaurants. Yeah, there are some pretty cool spots. When when you talked about just a second ago, driving in from the other side, not from the Farmington side, Mm -hmm. boy, I've driven through Errol and all the way across numerous times going. Right. It's it's quite the event. And, you know, to see moose, to see, I've seen a cat up there once. It's it's pretty incredible how beautiful it is. It is. Without a doubt. What's going on? You guys have an incredible amount of terrain or available, developable property there. I know the vertical could be exponentially more. What's going on there? Well, certainly we do have room to expand the ski terrain here, and that's always exciting. It's kind of like a dangled carrot that gets waved in front of you year after year after year. Right now, we're still on a building phase. You know, we're, we're, we're putting some money into the infrastructure. We have an entirely new rebuilt and paved access road coming up from Dallas Hill. As I mentioned, a whole lot of on-mount development projects. So terrain expansion for right now is on hold. We have been talking about, we're constantly talking about, you know, where are new lifts going to go? Where are new trails going to go? Where should we be thinking about snowmaking? We've put a lot of time into into planning the last several months, especially over the summer, to really re-envision where Saddleback is going to be in seven to 10 years from now. You know, it's a, it's a long drive from where we are here in the Milton Studios in Massachusetts. How, mm-hmm. how do you sort of market yourself to a place like Boston and say, hey, take the extra hour and get to us because it's totally going to be worth it? What we're seeing at Saddleback, or really when I say we're, say we're not seeing, are long lift lines. To our credit, the, the mountain operations team have done a lot of really thoughtful planning, not only recently, but as Saddleback was, was developing, 
into really being thoughtful as to where they put their lifts, where the trails came out to. You know, we didn't want to ever have to get to a point where we're doubling up on lifts. Right. So we're, we're continuing, continuing with that thought process as we develop even more. How can we move people around the mountain to not create pinch points and things like that? Yeah, settle, settle back. I, I get up there every year. I'm an Indy Pass holder, but I was skiing Saddleback long before that. It is just a, a gem. The only way to put mm -hmm. it, it's it's worth the drive. You know, you drive to Jay because of snow. You drive mm -hmm. to Saddleback because the skiing is some of the best skiing in New England. Thank you. You guys made a lot of changes this summer, too. You had a concert series. How'd that go? A concert series went very well. We had a few outdoor events with some local bands. We had our Oktoberfest weekend just a couple of years ago, or a couple of weeks ago, with a record turnout. We're looking forward to hosting the Mallet Brothers Band, who's become a main favorite. They'll be coming on later, a little bit later in this. But yes, yeah, summertime events, we, we were able to get uh, some of our mountain biking trails opened up this summer. We are a little bit late on, on being able to offer lift service, but that will be coming for next summer. So that's always exciting. You know, plus we offer guided hikes, canoe trips, bird watching, all kinds of outdoor activities to entertain folks in the summer and throughout the fall. If you have to describe Saddleback in one word, how do you, how do you do it? Um, one word? One word. That's it. That's all you got. Family. Family. We need, yeah. is we, that, is that family in the community or the families that you welcome there on a daily basis? Good question. Maybe all of it. Okay. I mean, we've got this, we've got this great sense of family here because I think everyone that kind of started here during the reopening knew it was going to be a challenge. And then there was this summit going on and we said, well, who doesn't like a challenge? Let's try and open during that. You know, so we've been through the fire together, not only here on the mountain, but, you know, with the town and, and we're just forging ahead. It's a lot of fun. We remind ourselves that uh, we're not saving lives every day. We're, we're promoting and providing an activity that's, you know, multi-generational. It's something that a grandfather can do with his young grandkids. Yeah. All about family. There is. I'll tell you what, that word right there is needed more in the ski industry and in the world. That I would agree with you with that statement, having spent so much time up there. There is a community and a family there that makes Saddleback just a gem. One of those, a spot that all of our listeners ought to make a plan to get to this year. Right. And I mean, there, there's marketing, right? You can call anything, you know, naturally Maine or naturally Vermont, right? Taking on the persona of its surroundings. Saddleback doesn't have to do that because it just, as soon as you drive up to it, it screams in your face that this is an authentic Maine place. PJ, one last question for you before we go. My account, my Twitter account is somehow blocked by, by Saddleback. Can you try and solve that for me? Has been for quite a few years now. Your Twitter account is blocked by my, Saddleback? My Twitter account is blocked by Saddleback for some mysterious reason. So if we, we get will that look fixed. into that. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, well, well, I've got one last question for you. How's the knee? You guys are giving me softballs here at the end. My <laughs> knee is good. My knee's okay, Mike. I'm, I'm doing the rehab and therapy. I'm going to be back out there this winter. Well, I'm going to get up there and make you go out. I, that's a, it's a plan. How are preparations looking to, to start the season? We're waiting for some cooler weather to move on in. We are hopeful that we'll be able to maybe start making 
no mid-November, looking hopefully at a possible opening of around December 9th. You know, we're not hanging, hanging anything on that, but that's kind of a date we'd like to go for if everything works out. Well, great. I look forward to it. I can't wait to get back up there. PJ, great. thank you very much for the time. That was a great interview. Thank you. And I uh, forward to catching up with you up at Saddleback. Great. Thank you, guys. All right, PJ. Have a great one. You too. Well, I'm ready to get in the car now and head up there and just spend my winter skiing. I know that's not realistic right now, but hopefully in a few weeks when the snow starts falling or it's cold enough to make snow, Saddleback is going to be in midwinter form before you know it. It is definitely going to be in midwinter form when when we're still 40 degrees down here in the flatlands of, of the Boston area. Up there, guess what? They're going to be 20, 30 degrees lower. So consequently, the snow's going to be there. They're going to be making it. And then the fresh stuff is going to fall to allow us all that natural terrain to be able to be skied. Okay, so you've been to Saddleback a lot more than I have. So I'm going to ask you for some of your favorites, starting with, look, the Kennebago Steeps are the most unique thing I've skied in New England. And they get all the press. But is your favorite trail over there or is it somewhere else? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. The Kennebago Kennebago Steeps, the first thing you're going to realize when you get up there is that you got to work a little to get it. Yep. There's a lot of wind-blown snow up there. The drifts blow in across the open above treeline area right above you. You've got to skate in there. you got to sidestep some in there. It's, it's sort of like skiing over at Sugarloaf. As you cut across. I was just going to compare it to Cannon Mountain before they put in the lift going over to Middlesel. You don't have to take, the difference is there at Cannon, you have to take your boot skis off. Yep. And I still do that because I would rather go over the top and catch the trip down or tuck in the backside mm-hmm. of Cannon, which is always fun. But the, the steeps at Saddleback, it's all sidestepping, skating, and the farther you, you go across, you you drop the trails and you catch the Casablanca glades and there's different lines in there. They all come to the same spot so you can pick and choose, but it's all gladed. But I think the real gem that has been there forever that some people don't work so hard to get to is Mule Skinner. Mm -hmm. It is an old New England trail, no grooming, no snowmaking. There's little drops, and it just winds along the outside. I was there a couple of years ago with the next World Cup skier, Noel Lyons, and we were in the springtime, and I'll tell you what, we were ripping it down there, just flying off of everything until my tip caught an exposed tree, lost my ski, no harm done, no blood, no fall, but it's just an incredible, incredible area. It, it Mule Skinner, to me, it's like when you look at the map and don't know any better, it looks kind of like, you know, Wildcat does, the Wildcat Trail at Wildcat, where it kind of, you know, goes along the surface of the mountain on the left-hand side. Obviously, Mule Skinner is a little bit different than the Wildcat Trail. Double Black Diamond with the bumps galore. If you ski that more than a handful of times a day, you know, good luck with your knee doctor because he's going to be working on you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of work. It's not... It's it takes effort, but it's worth it. The other spot that's really cool is Tight Line. They used to hold a springtime event up there many many moons ago, which was skiing that top to bottom. It is steep, it is flat. You can arc them, but if it bumps up, you better make some turns. 
I think the other area that is totally underrated and just total fun is right off the new high-speed quad, the Rangeley Quad, dropping into Greenweaver and down through Peachy's Peril. Those areas are so much fun to ski. All right, so you've stayed up there a bunch. You know the places to, you know, spend a night. You know where to get a drink. You know where to get a good meal. Let's start with where do you like to stay when you put your head down for the night? The place I like to stay is the Loon Lake Lodge. Mm -hmm. I had never heard about it. And a couple of years ago, a friend of mine stayed up there, so I decided to make reservations. It is an old main lodge, well done, super comfortable. There's a restaurant which served great food and a bar. The bar is is off to the side, just old nostalgic, mm-hmm. the only way to put it. And you're sitting right on Rangeley Lake. It's amazing. We we did a piece actually on the lodge last year in the New England Ski Journal, um, and I had never heard of it, right? I, it, it's just, again, Rangeley to me was, you know, a place that had kind of gone by the wayside for half a decade. So uh, wasn't really paying too much attention to up there. Loon Lodge looks like it's just a, a, a gem of a place and actually a place that I'm planning on, well, hoping to stay come February break. I'm glad you gave it such a good review, Mike. So we can bring that to the family now and tell them Mike Speechin approves. So let's book here. Yeah, it's it's a winner <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I guess that would be the spot I would that really stands out. I had friends up there that I used to stay with. So I sort of cheated the system because I had a room there. Isn't that the way a skier does though? I mean, when, when skiers are asked to talk about hotels, well... You, you got to be a little older, right? Because by the time by the time we're through our thirties or early forties, we're still sleeping on someone's floor. So get, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, I'm done sleeping on floors at my age. I uh, say I am, but who knows? You know, I don't even sleep on couches anymore. I need a bed. <laughs> That's just the way it works at this point in my life. Food wise, like I said, the Loon Lake Lodge that restaurant was awesome. The food at the mountain itself is absolutely fantastic. Gotta try the, the pizza now. The yes, that's what I hear. I don't know if I've had a pizza, but the bar is. I've had a, quite a few beers up there, if that counts. <laughs> of course, it counts. But the the other thing that you can look at up there, if you want to sort of break it up for multiple days. The snowmobiling up right. there is unbelievable. Yep. I was just going to mention that. I mean, I, I have no background in snowmobiling whatsoever, but I do know that it is enormous in Rangeley. And, you know, Rangeley, as much as it is a longer drive from Boston, I do know a lot of people in southern New Hampshire that make that their their winter destination. Like, they're up there all the time. So it's not like this is exactly out of the reach for everybody. It's it's not like it's across the border in Canada or Nova Scotia. It's not that long a drive. Four hours is four hours one way. It's four hours the other way. Don't don't worry about it too much. And the, the honest to, to God truth is that once you get there, that drive is not going to seem like much. No, it, it really isn't. When it's all said and done, there's not a lot of – once you get off the highway – there's not a whole lot of traffic. It's an easy ride in there, which which makes it great. And we talk about, you know, the, the pleasure of skiing independent hills, uh, particularly with the Indy Pass and, and what that has opened the door to. You know, people that have never visited Saddleback or Jay Peak or Magic Mountain or Berkshire East have the ability to, to go and ski these places all winter long. And when you say independent, it is, it's a bigger word than it used to be. 
in skiing these days because there's fewer and fewer of them. They're, they're a dying breed. And so to, I mean, can you even call Jay Peak independent anymore? They're owned by a, a firm that owns other mountains. So I'm not even sure that's indie, quote unquote. But at Saddleback, there really is. And it, it does have this independent feeling. It has a main feeling. It, it really does. And I, I, I'm, I'm learning more and more about, you know, the more we vacation in Maine, whether it's in, in northern Maine or Portland or down where my brother-in-law lives in, in Kennebunk, Maine's becoming a special place for me and my family just based on, on the feeling we get there when, we, when we, we travel there, the older we get. For Saddleback to be there as a, as a beacon of Maine skiing, rising above the rest, it's exciting to be able to finally get back there later this year. When the snow's good, there's nothing better. Everybody knows I am an independent ski area guy. I wear a hat from Monarch, Colorado, that says Ski the Independent. And Saddleback is big mountain skiing, independently owned, and everybody needs to get up there and give it a try. They do. It it, it seems like... it. it it's crazy that it's been 10 years since, or almost 10 years since they closed, and it's even crazier they've been back for three years. And it seems like just a seamless transition that they have, you know, restarted the business and restarted it well. And, and here we are. Saddleback is definitely one of the most interesting mountains in New England. It's, it, it's a fun place to be. It's a, it's a, a breathtaking place to, to be at the summit at. And the terrain is just, I hate saying the word unmatched, but in Saddleback's case, I think I'm going to make an exception for it because a lot of their terrain is unmatched in a lot of ski areas across the state, across the region. It has unique terrain, has a unique vibe. Um, Stowe has the chin. Saddleback has the Casablanca glades. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. And I can't wait to get back up there. Mike, thank you very much as always. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, Eric. I think, uh, Saddleback is dear to all of our hearts, and New England skiing is where it's at. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's back. It was, it was a story I couldn't get enough of during its closure, and I'm happy to see it back in, in such a good you know, owner that is going to make sure that it grows and thrives for that community up in Rainsley. I'm Eric Wilbur, and thank you for joining us on this edition of the Base Camp Podcast. We will catch you next time, and thanks now. The Basecamp Podcast is a production of New England Ski Journal. Get all the latest ski news from New England Ski Journal at skijournal.com.